And this is your girl, Ryan. And this is the Conscious Sedation Podcast. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm going to change it to gallery because I be wanting to see what I look like, too. I've never done that before. What's your height do that? Um, go up to the top of your screen and it says speaker view <laughs> and a bunch of little boxes. Oh, yeah. And then hit hit gallery so you know we're both the same size oh so my so you're on speaker view i'm on gallery so when i do speaker view we're the same size maybe because i'm the one who did it like i'm the one who put us up here when we do gallery view i'm like small and then you're big on my screen no you were on gallery before no it says speaker view when i clicked it right so if you're you it tells you to go to speaker view like if you want speaker view, you click that and it says speaker view while you're in gallery. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if you're on speaker view, that little box will say gallery. Got it. So I'm already on gallery view. Yes. Unders- understood. <laughs> you're welcome. That'll be $10. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Nurses got to hustle. Okay. All right. I feel you. So funny. Let me share this real quick. Hey, we got two people on. Who are y'all? Where y'all at? Hey, y'all. Hey, Hi, friends. Y'all. I see Paris joined us. Hi, Paris. What's up, Buttercup? Oh, my. Not what's up, Buttercup. Is what's that up, a song? Bu- no, I just say it. It's just, it's, I've never, it may be a song. But it's just like it rhymes. What's up, Buttercup? Indeed, it does rhyme. <laughs> <coughs> You're so silly. Yes. Oh, Swin. Hey, Boo. How are you? You said <laughs> pay black women for their labor, I guess. Truly. <laughs> truly. Because I'm all, and I'm an yes. advocate for that. But Tasha yes. owes me, so it's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so we're breaking even around these parts. We're not, we still not breaking even. We still in the hole. <laughs> I do owe you for that one time you had to pull over right after your own therapy session that I was calling you and break down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do still owe you. You're right. It's all good. No, you don't. We're even. Okay. What hey, up, everybody. Y'all? Hey, y'all. What are we talking about tonight, Ryan? Relationship or relationship? Mm. because some of y'all and some of them and some of y'all and another one I done been in both right, <laughs> right. sometimes you can be in both simultaneously some days you in a ship yes. and some days you in a shit and so let's talk about what that even means we're gonna mm-hmm. get into all of that we're very excited yes. healthy relationships yes so tonight you guys will be talking about healthy relationships and all of the things that come along with being in relationship with another human being. Yep. Because, ooh, it's rough sometimes. Thank you, Liz. You say I'm looking beautiful. I'm looking like the queen mother. <laughs> in my muumuu and my hair all pulled up. <laughs> hey, that's what beauty is. <laughs> I know. Beauty Just is a, not. I woke up like this. Okay. Yes. yes. It is not all glam and makeup. No, it can't be. It's just too much effort. Unless you had a whole team. (laughs) 
unless you can afford a team of people. Unless you and, can afford it and yeah. you got the time, go ahead. Run with it. <clears throat> yeah. So um, you want to do our mindful moment now? Always, always. Would you like me to go first? Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You that was a Why, yes, I would. Yeah, it was like a lead-in. Would you like me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week or even today, really, my mindful moment involves the shift in temperature and there's a hurricane brewing somewhere i think out in the gulf i think hurricane sally or something like that mm-hmm. but anytime there's a hurricane kind of brewing around it brings rain here to georgia and so today it was a rainy day um kind of gray brought the temperature down so i'm grateful for that um shout out to those people who are being affected by the hurricane hopefully you guys are all safe but it was definitely like a super duper lazy day for me mm-hmm. and relaxing. And I'm just grateful for, you know, the still sometimes and the peace that comes along with bad weather, so to speak. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm mindful of. Yeah, that's good. I am mindful today of all the love that we got um, after our last shift when we talked about mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as soon as we like ended the shift on Facebook, I was getting text messages mm. from people who watched or listened to us. And they were like, oh my God, this was so helpful. This helped me or, you know, confirm some things they were thinking. I had texts. I mean, even that was two weeks ago today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got texts from several people who were requesting resources or asking for help. Um, and then just, you know, again, thanking us for, you know, some people are like, I listened to it again. It was so good. And I just think that it goes to show how important conversations like that are. Yes. Because, um, and how many of us, all of us, need to seek therapy and just be mindful and very uh, intentional about our mental wellness. And so I'm, I'm really mindful of, of the love that we we receive because it's confirmation for us. I feel like that our work is not in vain, that we're not just up here logging in every day, recording. I mean, every week, um, blabbering about nothing it's actually mm-hmm. doing we're fulfilling our purpose when we decided to have a podcast which is to, to continue our work as nurses as helpers um on, a, on a, a broader platform and so i'm really mindful of that yeah <clears throat> i'm grateful for the feedback as well and i'm grateful for the feedback that we didn't get and the things that resonated with people who may or may not have been comfortable enough to reach out and say you know, I'm struggling with this. So thank mm-hmm. you. Um, it just shines the light, like you said, on the need for broader conversations to happen and more frequent conversations to happen involving this topic and um, our community. And I think that, like you said, it's just confirmation that we are in the vein <laughs> Uh, ooh, no pun intended. Okay, nurse talk. We are in the vein. Um, <laughs> yes. We have found the pulse <laughs> of um, people who are listening to us and people yeah. who are looking to us 
to enlighten, to educate, to entertain, to empower. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm glad that we are two women of, you know, many, many women who have started their own journeys to people who have started their own journeys towards being intentional about our mental health and um, what we put out Mm -hmm. in the process of that and being very transparent about our stories. I, I think that's like the biggest connector, you know, vulnerability is a big, big connector to me. That's just my own opinion. And I think that's a way for people to be drawn into you. They know, like, if you're being sincere about whatever it is you're saying, you know, that whole <clears throat> practice what you preach um, adage is true. And people can tell. So thank you sure. for everybody who tuned in, um, who had great feedback for us. And I'm glad that we said something that was helpful, you know, to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. There were a lot of people who even just quietly shared it, maybe mm-hmm. didn't comment, but you know, anything, every lots of things get shares mm-hmm. <laughs> on social media. True. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, some of the people who shared it, you know, like they're people of integrity and they don't share everything. And so, um, yeah. yeah, makes us feel good. So, I guess we really don't need a recap because that was a recap. It was. From last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that a lot. I think there's still more conversations to be had around mental health and other modalities of um, tending to your mental health and healing. We talked a lot about therapy itself, which I feel is like amazing. You guys already know this about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there are other ways that yeah. you can you know, reach that point of mental stability and balance in your life and wellness without necessarily going to a therapist if that's not your choice yes um and then i would also want to just make sure we make a quick note that we made promises last shift that we were going to um connect people with various resources and so we were a wee bit tardy on that. We didn't do it as promptly as um, I would have liked to. And part of that was on me because I took a little while to um, send it to Tasha. So they're up now. So mm-hmm. they, they are available to you. Of course, there are millions of resources that we could not have put up there, but we put some of our favorite ones up there or ones that we have maybe had a personal experience with. And so they are there for you all to um, use should you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that I did think about after the fact, like, oh, we probably should have given the suicide help hotline number, like, then, Quickly, instead of being yeah. like, yeah, hey, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Hang tight, though, <laughs> you know, so our bad on that, yeah. you know, that that was just a miss, and one of the um, the the struggles with going live, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, it's right there, ready for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there are so many things kind of coming in. If you're watching the chat and I'm listening to you and trying to formulate my own thoughts and that kind of stuff, you know, there are things that fall out of our ear, but we will do better next time. Yeah. And we can't like pause and be like, oh, that was a blip. Let's, re- <laughs> Let's <laughs> right, rewind we really and record edit. that over. <laughs> like we used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all get what y'all get. <laughs> and you don't like it. <laughs> All right. All righty. 
So this week we're talking about healthy relationships and what that looks like. And um, I personally just wanted to start by defining what healthy means. What What is a healthy relationship? So um, you want to chime in on that? I'm going to follow your lead, sis. Okay, cool. Um, so elements of a healthy relationship that I've written down might not be exactly what people think off the top of their minds, right? Mm -hmm. So some things are really... Um, obvious and kind of stick out. And I'm speaking of relationships in the broad sense. So not necessarily a romantic relationship, but relationship between a parent and a child, um, a friend and another friend, brother, sister, yada, yada. Um, so I think in order to have a healthy relationship, there has to be mutual respect. And so by that, I mean, there cannot really be a hierarchy. Like you can't feel like one's over the other or one is valued more than the other in a relationship, you have to mutually respect one another. And I think that's really the purest way to move forward and to gain an understanding from what the other person may be experiencing at the time um, that they're sharing something with you. So you have to be able to mutually respect and have that be a two-way street. And I think so much in the Black community, the parent-child relationship has been bastardized when it comes to that and um, someplace somewhere um, black parents on a, a grand scale have been taught or learned that a child has to earn respect and I don't think that that's true um, I think that that's foul <laughs> I think that once they came to this world they were full actualized human beings and that they deserved um, the same respect rights and treatment that any other human being had or have. So um, that's one, trust. I think trust is important and confidence or privacy. I need to be able to tell you something um, and have you hold it dear and respect that, you know, it's not going anywhere. If that's something that I don't want to go anywhere. And again, you know, that's another dynamic between parent and child that can be disrespected at times where a child can feel comfortable saying something to one parent, but not really the other. Or even, this is another thing, <laughs> how, you know, we'll just be talking, girl, guess what so-and-so did today? You know, this child, my baby, da, 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 da. and you're like, uh, if the child is with an earshot or they told you something in confidence, mm -hmm. that can be really damaging to your relationship going forward and maybe shut down the communication. So you want to be careful with that. Um, conflict. Conflict is part of a healthy relationship. I think in this human experience, nobody is perfect. We're all going to butt heads at some point, um, make missteps and mistakes. And I think that we should honor one another in that um, conflict space to try and get resolution. But that's just part of this experience and being in a relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. Communication, of course, like, duh, and effective communication. So just because you said it doesn't mean that I heard it. And just because you said it a certain way doesn't mean that I heard it the way you intended. And just because you said it doesn't mean that it came out the way you intended. You know, so effective communication is important. Um, accountability. I think accountability is important. You got to be able to tell me if I was wrong or if I'm doing something that is out of alignment with who I claim to be or who I say I am. I think accountability is important and balance. It has to be balanced. You know, fun, laughter, 
all of those elements all have to kind of work at the same time. Mm-hmm. So those are my descriptors of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the list is like laundry list long, but I think those are some of like the biggest points that stick out to me. What about you, Ra? Um, I have the a lot of the same things that you have. I think that trust um, can be um, expanded a little bit beyond, um, you know, of course we can talk about in romance relationships, right? Like fidelity and making mm-hmm. sure that whatever that agreement is in terms of what your relationship looks like, that you stay in those, <laughs> in those boundaries um, and that you're not breaking that trust in terms of what you guys have agreed upon because there's all kinds of different agreements that people have in their romantic relationships. Um, I also think that a big one for me in terms of trust is being able to trust you with me, Mm -hmm. with the fullness of me, not just the good parts of me, but some of my ugly truths, some of the things that, you know, (laughs) that I might not want nobody to know that I don't like to see when I look in the mirror, like being able to trust that a person with that, that's huge to me. And I think that transcends all relationship types too, not just romantic relationships, but that's parent-child, that's friendship, that, you know, romantic, it's all of them. And mm-hmm. that's really important. And I also think that um, I talked about not overstepping the boundaries in terms of trust, right? They kind of go together. So I think that a healthy relationship has boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think that healthy people know how to set boundaries and I think that healthy people um, don't cross boundaries of other people. That's really important. And I also believe that relationships should be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is, um, it, it waxes and wanes with the parent-child relationship because I don't think that children are responsible for parents. And so for there's, there, there's a length of time <laughs> where there may be little to no benefit for a parent-child relationship for the parent, right? Because you're the one who's responsible for the child. But I think at some point, it kind of starts to flip. As children become older, they become um, more um, responsible for themselves, and they're able to view their parent um, in less of a superhero role and more of like just a woman or a man or, you know, just their parent, an adult, and I think that that starts to change a little bit in terms of, I still always think the, the parent has more of the, less of a benefit, right, than the child does. I think it mm-hmm. always stays that way, but I think it goes from like this to like, you know, more <laughs> like this throughout the whole mm-hmm. flick. Yeah. Um, or at least in a healthy relationship, it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that depends on some of the things you mentioned, like that respect factor is huge. Mm-hmm. If you, if I didn't, if I wasn't respected as a child, it might be a struggle when I become an adult. Um, and compromise. And so you talked about balance. And I think that's probably a little bit of what you meant, um, is that there has to be compromise. And so maybe I don't want to watch this show today. I'm gonna watch it with you and tomorrow you watch my show with me or whatever the compromise (laughs) looks like for your relationship. Right, right. Um, The healthy boundary thing kind of stuck out for me because that's something that I struggled with up until like very recent years, being able to figure out what boundaries were and Mm -hmm. how to set and enforce and keep those boundaries. So what does that mean for someone who may not really grasp what boundaries are and what that means in a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's interesting. And I think that, right, boundaries are something that we, most of us are or should be taught as children, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's where like rules come into play or um, curfews or, you know, um, things like that. And so I think that what I have found in my own experience is that a lot of adults who lack boundaries, either making them or I think, okay, here we go. Let me scratch that. I feel that people who do not know how to set boundaries are also the same people who as children had their boundaries crossed mm -hmm. by usually an adult or an older, much older child. And um, that could be, I mean, I give a hundred thousand different examples <laughs> of what that looks like. And so I think then we become adults who don't know how to set boundaries because Nobody ever respected our boundaries when we were when we were children. And I think that the people who cross boundaries as adults could also be those same children, right? People who they always cross their boundaries or they never had any boundaries when they were they were children. And so they don't understand what that looks like. They, they don't have any. Um, so, I mean, boundaries are so many different things. Boundaries can be something as simple as when I bring these Dove chocolate bars in the house, <laughs> these are mine. Like I share everything else. I'm not sharing this. That's a boundary. I'll share everything else, but I'm not going to share this. That's a boundary. Or <laughs> this is my personal boundary with my own children. When I'm on the toilet going poop. <laughs> <laughs> what you talked about the other day. Do not bother me. They still do, but that's me trying to set a boundary or establish a boundary, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it can it can be, I mean, there's so many different things that are boundaries. We can have boundaries during sex, right? There's certain things that we can express that are off limits when we are having sex. Um, there are lots of different boundaries. So, so yeah, what pops out to me is that there's like maybe three or four main types of boundaries, like a physical okay. boundary. Yeah. A lock on a door. Um, <laughs> I, should, I should get one of those. Yeah. A physical boundary, right? Or like a condom. Yeah. Um, a mental boundary where people withhold um, parts of themselves. So mental and emotional boundaries can kind of fall into that. together. Yeah. So, so those are generally the types of boundaries that we kind of fall into another physical boundary will be like a law right so like a stop sign mm -hmm. you, know, you, sh you should stop at the stop sign or a stop light right mm -hmm. um and i think within a relationship all of those are at play like you said these dove chocolate bars belong to me and so i'm going to enact a physical boundary and put them in my room or in my space, right? Where your children may not be allowed in certain space of yours in your room. Or, or your um, partner. You said what? I said, or your partner. Or your partner, right. they or can't have partner. none either. <laughs> this, let me tell you, that struggle. <laughs> that struggle is real. You know, you might want to put your name on the juice. Y'all share the refrigerator. That's a boundary-ish, but you know, putting your name on it, 
there you go, a physical boundary. Yes. But yeah, like a mental and emotional boundary. So um, also a physical boundary in a relationship can be space, right? So if that relationship is not serving you in some way or that person keeps breaking boundaries, maybe they are abusive and we'll talk about this later, yeah. you can create space. I can move. I can mm-hmm. leave the space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then mentally and emotionally, like I said, you can um, withhold parts of yourself or people withhold parts of themselves from you. Um, and that kind of goes back to what you said, Ryan, about childhood stuff and how their boundaries may have been breached in the past or maybe have been breached with you. And so now they've got this boundary up. Yeah. And we won't allow you access to this part of me anymore. And so that's what comes up for me when speaking about boundaries. And that's what that means to me now in this life. Because, um, like I said previously, and probably my early 30s, I had a really, really hard time um, maintaining boundaries within romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was a romantic relationship, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I played myself a lot of times in those relationships. And um, I knew that those people didn't want what I wanted, but I let them breach my boundary and I still gave them access as if we wanted the same things right or and and or also (laughs) and (laughs) probably both probably both for me well sometimes we cross our own boundaries Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and so um this goes back to the accountability piece that you talked about right like it you know some of that is we do that to ourselves if somebody Mm -hmm. presents something and says hey this is what i'm on And we're like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Then we cross our own boundary. Yeah, or, or you're good. We take you our know. boundary. Yeah, or you're good. You know that you're not cool with it. And in time, you're not going to be cool with it. You're never going to be cool with it. You're not cool with it now. You're not going to be cool with it later. No. And you still go for the okay. And you play yourself. Play yourself. You remove your own boundary mm-hmm. as though it's all good. Mm-hmm. You open the gate and then... Yeah, that's a that's the situation. That's a disaster that is brewing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I talked about, you know, elements of a healthy relationship and you yeah. did too. You have some other notes you wanna Yes. Um, yes. I um also we didn't mention you mentioned some of the various types of relationships but we didn't talk about relationship with self and i think that's huge because i think that's at the epicenter of all other healthy relationships Mm -hmm. and so i think it's important to recognize and that goes back to us talking about crossing our own boundaries right or Mm -hmm. like oh letting boundaries go or removing them when we they should stay kind of firm um so I wanted to talk a little bit about what an unhealthy relationship looks like or some of the, and again, I, we probably will never touch on all of them, but the opposite of everything that you said, right? So um, distrust or mistrust, mm-hmm. um, ineffective communication, <laughs> no communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about, I hear a, a lot of the time people throwing around various words as it relates to relationships and toxic is one of those words. Mm-hmm. And people toss them on all the time. People say things that people are toxic or this is a toxic relationship. And so what does that even mean? And I think it means something different for each person, right? Because we all have different needs and we all have, you know, 
different desires in various relationships. And I feel like a toxic relationship is anything that does not align with your spirit, right? So anything that makes you feel toxicity, anything that's toxic, right? It's going to make you sick. And I have experienced, I'm sure other people can attest to this too, having experiences that have made me feel actually physically ill. Mm -hmm. Like I'm about to eat, I'm happy, some stuff pop off and now I'm nauseous. I done lost my appetite. I feel queasy. You know, my stomach is in my throat. That's toxic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that mm -hmm. is not healthy. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a situation that happens periodically because I fully believe that we all have toxic traits right? We all can find ourselves doing some toxic ABS. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just a part of who we are. That's a part of human nature. Nobody is perfect. We can all make a mistake. And so in relationship, you may experience some of those things, but they should be few and far between. If, if you find that you are in a situation where you are constantly feeling that way, then that is what I would define as a toxic relationship. Um, of course, you talked about abuse, any type of abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, <laughs> sexual financial. abuse, financial abuse. Um, those are all disastrous situations that people need to rescue themselves from immediately. Um, and then we also hear people talk about gaslighting. That's like a, 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 a really... Um, trendy word that people are saying now. And I think a lot of times people are saying it and tossing it around and not fully understanding what that means. And so a little bit of backstory about gaslighting is that term comes from an old movie where uh, one partner was trying to make their other partner crazy. Okay. I can't remember if it was a husband or a wife, which one was making, I think the husband was trying to make the wife crazy. And so <laughs> there was a, a gas lamp, you know, back in the day, like old lamps, right? Like it was a gas lamp, a mm -hmm. gas light. And um, every day it would be lower and lower. And so she would put more oil in it or whatever and like be like, oh God, this is crazy. And then it'd be back low, back in. And so she'd be like, oh my God, is it dark in here? And he'd be like, no, mm. it's not dark to me. Mm -hmm. Right? So like making okay. you so basically, essentially gaslighting is something happens. Somebody does a wrong and then they pretend as though you're tripping to the point where eventually you really start to question, well, maybe, maybe this didn't happen. Maybe this person didn't mean that. Maybe, maybe that's not how, maybe how I remember it isn't exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And these are master manipulators people who can do this. Um, narcissism is another term and typically narcissism or narcissistic people and gaslighting go hand in hand. These are people who are all about themselves. They'll do anything um, at any cost to make you feel like trash always or that the they feel always the victim. They always the victim. <laughs> and so that if you can kind of think about those characteristics of a narcissist, you can kind of see how it would go hand in hand with gaslighting. And so I just want to make sure that we're always being very clear because I feel like those are very um, harsh adjectives to use to describe somebody. So I want to make sure when you, we're using those terms that we're very clear about what they mean and that we're not just tossing them around um, to describe our exes or whatever, just because we done broke up and now we met. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. important to, if you're going to label somebody that way, make sure you're being, being fully honest and truthful about what that means.
And not just trendy. <laughs> yeah, not just trying to be trendy, exactly. Yeah, or blast somebody on social because that's usually how it works too. Oh, girl, with the subliminals, girl. Come on with these. Remember, see, we talked about the subliminals before and how that makes me itch anyway. But just yeah, I mean, do just something or log <laughs> off. You can log off and do some self work. But I'm happy you. T- <laughs> <That's the one. laughs> Number one, it's the self help for me. Relationship with self, yeah, back to that. But um, yeah, I'm happy you made the distinction and said that you know we as people can have toxic traits and personalities because that's what I was thinking like you can be in a relationship that's not toxic per se but um they're toxic elements or people exhibit toxic behaviors and I think that the best way to remedy that is effective communication I think a lot of times in relationships romantic or otherwise there are a lot of unsaids Mm -hmm. right and so people expect Um, a certain behavior or response to be Mm. remedied or what have you when they haven't spoken on whatever that issue is for them Mm -hmm. and maybe they haven't been honest with themselves about it being an issue in the first place but I nobody is a mind reader Mm -hmm. I'm not a mind reader and anytime I talk to somebody about something um especially if they're seeking my advice now I've gotten to a point now where I'll be like at the top of the conversation do you want advice or you just want to want me to listen Because I think, I mean, because everybody don't want to know your hard truth. A lot of times people come to you because they just want to blow off some steam. And I think that's important Mm -hmm. because once the words are out of your mouth, you can't get them back. But if you do not tell me or say what your issue is, you are not presenting me with the opportunity to change that behavior, whatever that is for you, right? And it doesn't always have to be world war three is a lot of times we picture in our minds like man this thing has really been getting on my nerves it's it's weighing on me heavily and and people tend to either avoid um and not say anything and stay in relationship with the person or they grow resentful right based off something you have not said i think both happen yes yes and so if someone comes to me um and they tell me a situation that happened I usually can do the whole thing like my therapist did to me, like, is that true? Um, or I'll, I'll be like, like, did they say that to you? You know, or are, are you making that up, <laughs> right? And it sounds sinister, like I'm trying to troll somebody, but, but that's the truth. Like, if you do not hear XYZ come out of a person's mouth, then you made that up, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that assumptions. is. Yes. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. And now you are proceeding into that relationship and behaving in a way based off what you made up. Mm-hmm. But you have not addressed whatever that issue is to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have not said it. And so in that situation, like who's wrong? You know what I'm saying? You got to clear the slate and you cannot set yourself up for a toxic relationship or um, stay in this cycle of toxic behaviors and things that happen in a relationship if you are not effectively communicating what the issue is. Mm -hmm. So then what do you say to, because 
I feel like the reason that most people, and I can wrap myself in that as well, um, maybe, I'm going to say avoid mm -hmm. <laughs> or delay communication about something that they aren't happy with or something that was done that was hurtful or whatever, because a lot of people, so you talked about accountability, right? Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. accountability goes both ways. So you gave the example of, I have to be able to trust you to tell me when I've done something wrong or mm -hmm. I'm out here acting crazy or whatever. But then that also means I need to be then accountable for my own ish, right? Like I have mm -hmm. to be accountable to myself to accept responsibility for that which I have done, right? Even if it was an accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And a lot and of times it that, is, or it can be. Of course, a lot. I think unintentional. Yeah, yes, I mm -hmm. think I think that's completely true. But I think people hold back from addition, right? Saying, "Hey, this happened. This hurt me. Whatever." Because a lot of people are not accountable. A lot of people, mm -hmm. and then it becomes an argument. And then mm -hmm. people, that's the part that people don't want. Mm -hmm. If it could be like, well, honey, or friend, or whatever, <laughs> this happened, it really hurt me when you did that. Mm -hmm. And I don't receive that from you. Like, mm -hmm. I don't accept that from you, or whatever. And then they could just be like, dang, did I say that? I, was, I didn't even, I, would, I was tired that day. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. be mindful of that in the future. And then we could just go on about our merry day. I wish. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, most times there's conflict involved. Yeah. And it's the conflict that people are avoiding. Or, and then with the conflict comes sometimes, you know, then now, now you're nagging me. Or you ain't never happy. Or I'm not the person you need. Or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. all the things that come with conflict. Mm -hmm. So then how do we navigate that? Do we go ahead and say we got to say anyway. Um, that's what I lean to also. I see you nodding your head. I'm like, I, how <laughs> well, you receive like... it, how you receive it, that's not on me. My responsibility is to let it lay out there. Mm -hmm. um, but then I can, I can say that in, in one breath, but then the next breath, when we have conflict, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I am someone who has worked diligently at effectively communicating. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have not arrived. You I never do. Still get yeah. it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Many times, yeah. especially when you are, I, I don't like when people say when you, when speaking about themselves, when I am in the midst of strong emotion, right? Um, so there's going to be times where I do not say the things that I mean. And in those moments, my best tool is to slow down for one, slow down. And then if I get something wrong, I say, I got that wrong. Hmm. That didn't come out right. Mm -hmm. That is not what I meant. Mm -hmm. That's not what I intended. And though it's already out there, I think it means a lot to be able to um, to fix or try to fix it in the moment yeah. instead of being like, you know, weeks and weeks later, 
somebody has held on to this one thing that you really didn't, it didn't come out the way you intended for it to come out, but it's out there now, right? And somebody's holding on to that. And you, you later, you can't be like, why well, I mean it like that? Well, that's what you said. I don't know what you meant. I know what you said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like you, Ryan. I, I sleep on the thing, maybe. Or if something like triggers me that bad in the moment, then I just have to go ahead and speak about it. Mm-hmm. But if I sleep on it and I feel like I cannot proceed in this relationship um, and be honest and be my true self, with this thing, mm-hmm. I have to address this. Um, then I talk about it. And if it doesn't have that feeling for me, I let it go. You know, and that's usually my barometer. I could be like, okay, is this something that is really, really going to hinder me being able to move forward authentically in this relationship? Or is this a relationship that I really want to maintain? You know, because you're going to feel different about somebody cutting you off in traffic, okay, versus someone who's close to you who says something hurtful. Yeah. Right? So the person who cut you off in traffic, you could be like, okay, a-hole and keep it moving. And that's even how I deal in some of my close, close relationships. I can be like, you know what? I know this person. You know what I'm saying? And some things I can be like, that's not what he or she meant. Mm-hmm. that wasn't their intention I'm in my feelings about it <laughs> and they can't control how I feel as a re- result right. or in response to and that's even true if someone's coming to you telling you their truth mm-hmm. you know they can't control how I'm going to respond and they're not responsible for my feelings in that regard but when it comes to conflict and being able to um, grow and invest in a healthy relationship I think it's important that if something is really going to be sticking with you then you can speak on that thing or even in the moment, like if it's the heat of the moment, be like, mm, I can't talk to you about this right now, but we're going to need to come back to that, you know, and there's ways to be able to um, to speak on whatever the issue is and not damage further mm-hmm. <laughs> your connection or relationship with that person, especially if it's somebody you really love, or even say if it's a... Um, professional relationship someone you have to work with or you know what I'm saying we have to be careful how we navigate those sorts of relationships Mm -hmm. and I think so you said two things that I'm like yes Um, one thing you said was I think about like I know this person yeah you know like they're not trying to hurt me right you know like I know this person, we've had a relationship for this long or whatever. And, and that's huge. That's good right there. (laughs) And I could learn something from that. And then also, um, you talked about sometimes you need to take a beat and be like, "Mm, let's put a pen right here. And then what immediately popped out, as you would say to me is that's a boundary. And the other person needs to respect that. And yes. not continue to push and want to yeah. talk about it. And well, let's talk like why we got tonight. Like, let's get, mm-hmm. get it done. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm probably getting ready to get reckless if you don't give me a minute. <laughs> We're going to have to enforce a physical boundary. I'm going to leave this space or I'm going to hang up the phone or do whatever I have to do to enforce this boundary. Yeah. So I respect the boundary. Yeah. And take yeah. a beat. I've had to do that before, you know, like I am done talking about this right now. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Not to say that we won't talk about it at a later date, but right now I am done talking about this right now. And I have said to, you know, many people before, like, I don't want to say something to you that could potentially be harmful to our relationship moving forward. Because I know this mouth here, baby, <laughs> same fit fire. It's fit fire if you really like want to get me angry and get me going about something and I don't and I'm like seeing red and not able to I'm either going to shut down or I'm going to go and I'm about to fire off everything that I've been meaning and wanting to say to you for the last since the inception of our relationship and so so that's usually the best thing that you can do if I say I am finished talking about this right now Mm -hmm. you know to just step away leave it alone leave it alone revisit it at a later date so what do you think about the um, love languages that's something that people talk about a lot and of course they're different they're various tests for that there's a there's one you can do for your children Mm -hmm. and the idea is to love people the way they need to be loved Mm-hmm. And not just the way that you think people should love or the way you like to be loved. It's to love in the way that they need to be loved. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think it's a great starting point if you are trying to figure out how to navigate a relationship. I do not think it's the end-all be-all. And I think it is um, not static. I think love languages are fluid based on what stage you are in your life. And I think that you could have multiple at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I like the thought of I, the idea of love languages. I think it throws away that old mentality of treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm. I think that's bullshit, honestly. Don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people the way they want to be treated. Yeah. You know, and if if we had that mentality, the world might look real different now. And I'm speaking in terms of relationships romantically, um, politically, racially, like you said, with gaslighting and stuff like that, my experience moving through this world is different from yours. And treat people the way you want to be treated kind of erases the validity of my personal experience and what I say works for me and what mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, I'm just treating you the way I want to be treated. Well, I told you how I wanted to be treated, and you just decided to do away with that. So I think um, the conversation about love languages adds another layer mm-hmm. to that and acknowledges that everybody speaks differently. Yes. You know, when it comes to how they feel loved, um, how they express love. And that could be a really simple plug for a big mismatch of what people might think is incompatible yeah. or incompatibility. Mm-hmm. You might be like, oh, well, that's why you've been, you know, washing my car every weekend and filling it up with gas instead of rubbing my feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I prefer for you to rub my feet, and you're like, oh, okay. Right. But wash my car, though. <laughs> that's but keep like. doing that, though. Because <laughs> I like that, and that's convenient. <laughs> but how I know you love me yeah. is if you rub my feet. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I had a thought. It's gone. <laughs> to the runaway. <laughs> no, it was something good, too. Oh, no, it's gone. 
It was something about leveling. Oh, so you said something that um, you said the golden rule and, you know, treat me the way that you want to be treated. And that made me think about when people say, I mean, I would never do that to you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you talk about your experience and, and who we are. We are nothing but a conglomerate of our experiences of our life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um on top of a foundation that our parents or whoever raised us right. <laughs> or uh, yeah, probably which, more that, which could be healthy and it could be unhealthy. Yeah. And or how you feel about it. It's your foundation. How do you, you know, what aligns with you right. is, is truly what it is. Because like you said, it, that thing could have worked for your parents that what they poured into you was working for them. Mm -hmm. And it just may not work for you. Um, so it, it made me think about people saying that, like, oh, my God, I, I say it sometimes. <laughs> I would never do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or say well, that. Or, yeah. Yeah. I say that, too. I think I'm guilty, it's but I usually put on a caveat. I'd be like, that's not anything I would choose. You know, I usually say it with mm -hmm. that tense. Or that's not a choice I would make. And then just, it's kind of like a grain of salt, like, I wouldn't see it like that, but you ain't me. You know what I'm saying? That ellipsis yeah. on the end, that dot, 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 mm -hmm. is pretty much, that's just what that means. That's not my choice. That's not what I would have said, and that's not what I would have thought. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, it's funny that you say that, because I told you that I've been working with this um, nonprofit that's teen moms or whatever, so I yeah. get a text from one of them, and she's, you know, really upset about whatever relationship teen drama she's had and <laughs> and she made the comment that um her birthday was coming up and if this person didn't say happy birthday then she would know that the relationship was over <laughs> right <laughs> so i try not to laugh at this this young woman i, I really yes. did i was just like okay you know i listened to what she had to say and i said listen you know everything that you're saying is valid it mm -hmm. is. Um, but I'm going to tell you this. If if that is that person's choice, that is their choice. And you have to take it on the chin. Mm -hmm. You know, because you make your own choices and it may not be a choice that you would make. But that's the beauty of you being able to make your own choices. And, and whatever that other person would person. do. Right. I said, you're not going to like this. <laughs> But here goes some real grown-up advice. Mm -hmm. You may not be ready for it, but here it goes. And she that right like, there oh. is huge. The, the idea, the knowledge, the understanding, the acceptance <laughs> that you are in control of no one's choices but your own. Mm -hmm. There is some kind of peace that lives right there. Once you yeah. accept that, mm -hmm. it, it makes a lot of relationships a lot easier because... Yeah you no longer have these expectations for another yeah. person to make choices that you feel like they should be making. And yeah. it also speaks to the importance of loving people and accepting people right where they are, yeah. right? Like you don't have to, I'm not saying you don't want better for people. I'm not saying that you don't encourage them to be better. Or you don't challenge them to be better, but loving them right there where they are. Um, it's important in all relationships. Like, you know, you know, I know my friends love me right where I am. <laughs> yeah. Me and all my crazy. Yeah. Um, they love me right where I am. And that's important because, 
just like um, you said, your love languages are organic. It's because we're organic and mm-hmm. we are constantly growing and changing. And so um, it's important, you know, it's a, once you accept that you can't control those choices, then it makes it easier to love people where they are. Yeah. And I think um, accepting and really appreciate the beauty of it. Like the freedom that you have, other people have that same freedom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's really all you have, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when it comes to relationships, romantically speaking, you like, how great is the value of someone who's making the choice to be with you, to love you, to honor you, to do all of these things that you require, right? To feel loved, honored, respected, appreciated in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be with someone who's making those choices under duress. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not it. Not Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Not for me. I don't want, you know, the law to mandate that, this is the type of relationship and I'm speaking in terms of, you know, people make, have, have made a distinction between a committed relationship and a marriage. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I mean, does marriage mean that the relationship is what you want? Does the lack thereof mean that that's not what you want? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know. I, I can appreciate, like, like you said, the freedom. Once you figure out like, oh, okay, this is where that person is. These are the choices that they're making and this and that. Then guess what? You have the choice to move forward <laughs> or not. Yes. And it is freedom. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that because this is some place that I can transparently say that I have struggled with in relationship. Um, I have seen very healthy relationships. Um, many of my cousins, I would say all my cousins who are married have very healthy relationships. That has not always been true for the generation that preceded us. Mm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we kind of grew up seeing these relationships that were um, full of turmoil and, um, a lot of times for me, not these, those relationships aside, a lot of times for me, whenever I saw a breakup, it always followed turmoil. It always followed some craziness, some nonsense, some infidelity, some violence, some crazy bickering craziness. Okay. Mm. I have never seen two healthy people who were sharing a life <laughs> in a relationship, a romantic relationship who just said, you're great and you're but great. you're not the one. <laughs> but you, this isn't, this just isn't working for me. This, I'm just not the happiest I think I could be. And I don't want to do this anymore. And so then I have found myself in relationships where maybe I didn't feel 100% happy, but I felt silly to like, break up with somebody because why they weren't great enough like Mm -hmm. this it was good it was cool it was cool we were cool it was I mean you know I'm saying like it wasn't miserable
comfortable. You weren't putting your hands on me. You hadn't cheated on me. It wasn't awful. Um, but I just wasn't, it just wasn't it. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. and I found myself, so, so that makes it an unhealthy relationship, right? Like if it wasn't right. as, as if it wasn't a, what I truly needed in its fullness, then it wasn't completely healthy, but because I never, you know, I'm saying my experience is who I am mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, dang, maybe. I, <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're. So it's just, <laughs> so it just, you know, it, it made it difficult for me to make the decision to walk away mm-hmm. because this is a good person and they treat me well and you know, it just didn't make any sense to me. And that's something that I've talked a lot about in therapy, you know, (laughs) but still, I think there are other people who probably walk that way. And then all of a sudden there's this obligation to stay together because it's not, you know, it's, but it's okay. It doesn't feel unhealthy because nobody's kicking your butt or stealing your money. Because the obvious things are not reasons to leave. Yes. Um, Yeah. I think that's something that we need to kind of smash to or normalize choosing yourself over anybody. And that goes back to um, your statement about relationship with self, right? And that if this person is not filling me up or if I am not um, completely happy or satisfied in this relationship, if I do not have must-haves, right, then this is not the right connection for me. Mm -hmm. Now, thankfully, this is a mentality that I took on once I was serious about dating, right? And I think that, again, Christianity played a big part (laughs) in my decision not to be this way previously in relationships, because we're taught that if it's not these big blaring red flags, then, you know, you should be happy, right? Mm -hmm. But in my, like when, like I said, when I was serious about dating, I was like, okay, I'm getting old. I'm not about to be sitting back, sitting on my damn hands, waiting for he who finds me finds a good thing. No, (laughs) he ain't found me yet. So let me go out here. Okay. Cause these ovaries and eggs, they getting a little dusty. So for me, I mean, I met guys, I met men who I thought were nice people. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? I thought they were solid men right Mm -hmm. and if I didn't I wouldn't have gone out with them in the first place right but there were things that I had in my mind that were must-haves like chemistry Mm -hmm. for one and like and to be more specific sexual chemistry Mm -hmm. if I am not physically attracted to you then I don't care how nice you are. I am 35 years old. I don't have time for it to develop. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> nope. How long does that take anyway? It didn't take me very long. It took no, me a, I've oh, seen to it. develop. Girl, don't nobody know. <laughs> Shoot, don't know, that's arranged marriage type stuff. Well, guess what? <laughs> that wasn't my reality, right? And so in those situations, I said to them very plainly, you know what? I think you are a great person, but we are not a good match. Mm-hmm. I think you are a great person for someone else. And I think many times when people do stay in those relationships while, where they're not honoring who they are, 
and what they want or whatever, you could be blocking that person from meeting who it is they're supposed to be or blocking yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. I'm like, I'm not about to fake no because I'm a once I'm with you, I'm with you type of person. And if this ain't it, this is not it. Mm-hmm. It's not it. And you know, right, <laughs> right away, most times. We do know pretty quickly. I think especially, you know, the older we get, you know, you know, what you want and what you don't want or what, what you maybe could even work with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I dated a guy who um, had just relocated to Indianapolis from Chicago. Okay, cool. Um, and he had roommates. Okay, cool. Two. Mm. Okay, two male roommates. Okay. Uh, he was still getting established, didn't have a car. Mm. Okay. So the whole time I'm thinking, what is my life dating you going to look like? <laughs> okay. Great that you lived in Chicago where you don't necessarily need a car Let's because a car. they have effective, you know, public mm-hmm. transit. Well, now you're in Indianapolis where someone put a bomb in the middle of the city and poof. And each side operates independently. And then mm-hmm. the downtown area operates as a nucleus. Okay. You're not in that space no more. Mm-hmm. You don't have a car and you got two roommates and you got, you older than me. No, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, you're nice enough. It's mm-hmm. a no for me, dog. And I was okay with that. Moving on. Yes. And I think that when you talk about that, like having your list of must-haves, you also have to have a list of, of hard stops, deal yes. breakers, right? Yes. Things that you are absolutely not, I don't care how fine they are, how much chemistry y'all got, you are not accepting, period. Yeah. Um, that's important. And I think it's important to be okay with whatever is on your list. Yes. Yeah, that, again, the self-peace, right? Yes. And 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 don't let anything, right? You talked about Christ- Christianity or doctrine. I'll even call it that because it's not Christianity. It's doctrine. <laughs> don't let that make you feel guilty for what's on your list. If money on your list, mm-hmm. hey, it's on your list. You mm-hmm. want us to live a certain lifestyle. That's cool. If sexual chemistry is on your list, that's your jam. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, let that what's on your list be on your list and be 100% comfortable with what's on your list because two things will happen. One, either you will be completely happy um, in a relationship because you will find someone who meets those, those needs, or you'll be completely happy by yourself because you won't be in a miserable ass relationship with somebody who was not <laughs> living up to what's on your list. <laughs> you can give it this and you can give it that. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you will have peace and you will be happy um, because you won't, you won't be living miserably. Yeah. That's, that's. I probably need to revisit my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to, to you know, give yourself room to evolve and yeah. rethink what it is that you want, what yeah. your life looks like, accepting wherever you are, like in the moment and really appreciating that for what it is. Like life doesn't start once you have all the quote things that you hope to have at a certain point in life. No. It'll never happen. Life is <laughs> happening right now. Yes. And what you should not You're do is ready. cheat yourself mm-hmm. into waiting for whatever X is, you know, because a lot of people wait for 
the perfect mate or the the right career, um, the right house or whatever it is. Don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. What what they say, the old adage or whatever, like use the fucking china. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we saving it for? Why are, what are we, we saving, saving it for? It? Yeah, that's real. So yeah, you, you mm-hmm. gotta be kind to yourself and understand that you're an ever-changing being all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and your ideas change and everybody ain't gotta be okay with it. Everybody ain't even gotta sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Your choice, own it, love it, and keep it moving. You may inspire some people. They're like, man, I've been trying to break out of this, but I don't know how long. And she over there living her truth, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But, yeah. yeah. And so that brings me to um, one of my final thoughts is we talked, we kind of brushed over, and I, by no means does it mean that it lacks importance, but in relationships where um, abuse lives, you talked about you know getting up out of it and how you can inspire somebody else um we recognize that when you are in an abusive relationship it is not always easy to just bounce up out of there mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. we we recognize that um we see you if you find yourself in a situation like that but i also want to encourage people to there's so many different organizations and things like that who are specialists. I am by no means a specialist at that. Um, There's so much I'm still learning about how people who are in abusive relationships, survivors of of abusive relationships can navigate through life after that or to get out of those situations. But um, when you see your way out, right, when you find a way out. I think that's very important to say nobody deserves that. No kind of abuse does any human deserve. There's absolutely nothing anybody could have done to warrant it, to deserve it. None of that. So, um, you know, it's, it's a big, big topic. And I feel like um, it's bigger than Tasha and I to like fully discuss but it doesn't mean it lacks importance for us. We recognize that it is um, a very complicated situation to find yourself in. And right. um, we're just mostly it's a complicated situation to get out of right. as well. Right. We're just mostly staying in our lane. Yeah. And speaking to what we know when it comes to abuse, there's many, many forms. And like you said, Ryan, um, I maybe have been tongue-in-cheek about this like in prior conversations with other people but I think that the financial abuse existed a lot in those old, old relationships where everybody was like and they stayed together 60 years well that was because they grew up in a time where women didn't work and they couldn't leave okay and, and you know you end up having a funeral and the husband got two different families or kids they live up the street and all of that stuff. And so, you know, I think if you are in that situation, there is a way out, um, make a plan, build a village and then forgive yourself, mm-hmm. forgive yourself. You don't deserve it. No one owes it to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, a lot of times people who find themselves in that situation has been a pattern or a thing their entire lives, mm-hmm. you know, and on some level has been normalized. Yes on some level it's been normalized and that is not your fault you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to live like that yeah um one little 
thing and I'll leave it alone, but you talked about building a village. I know um, it to be true from some trainings that I've done that a lot of times abusers will ostracize you. Yes, they will isolate Mm -hmm. you from the people who love you, from your friends, your family, your church, whatever. Um, Don't, don't, don't count those people out because a lot of times we're still standing here with our Mm -hmm. arms open and one phone call, we ready to ride, like coming to get you, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So don't, don't act, don't think that because you haven't talked to your family in years because of this situation that you've been in, um, that you cannot reach out to those people because 10 times out of 10, they, they're waiting for that phone call from you. So. Yes. That's what I was about to say. They're likely waiting to hear mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe even saw some of the things before you did. So they're really waiting, you know, and, and hoping for you to, to get to that place. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you have nurses notes for developing healthy relationships. Is it a relationship or relationship? (laughs) Which one? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a nurse's note right there is to make sure that you are, um, evaluating, constantly evaluating your relationship because what worked for you once before, there's no guarantee that it's going to work for you forever. Um, you know, friendships, you may have been the best of friends when you were little and now it just no longer works for you. You know, that's true for me. I have friendships that I was super tight with, never would have thought we would have ever stopped being friends. Mm. And when shit hit the fan for me, they weren't there. And so it no longer serves me. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. relationship is no longer mutually beneficial and I have no problem saying goodbye. So constantly reevaluate your relationships and make sure that they are constantly mutually beneficial. And that means that they are serving you as well. While you are serving them, the relationship is serving you. Um, and there are a couple of websites that you can go to. I have some websites, um, that you can go to, to take some tests, um, to see if you're in a healthy relationship, if you're unsure. And one of them is loveisrespect.org. That is a really good relationship um, website. I went to it and kind of scroll through. They have lots of different information about various types of relationships and how to know if they're healthy or not. And then of course, there's like little quizzes you can take um, to see if some of the, if you're experiencing some of the things that may make your relationship healthy or unhealthy. And one I really loved is called One Love. And it's specifically designed for like teenagers and college Hmm. students, which I think is huge because a lot of times, not a lot of times, all the time, we have no clue what romantic relationships mean or what they're supposed to feel like um, when we are young and just blooming and blossoming blossoming into relationship um, romantically. And so they don't, not only do they have like information on the website, but there's also space where you can, um, or opportunities for you to take like seminars or like take classes to teach youth about what health relationships look like. So kind of to get ahead of the game. Like if you've got a high schooler or entering college student, I think that's a good resource. I probably will utilize it for my own daughters because mm-hmm. I've gotten a child who's going to be in college soon. And I think that's really important as I think about her navigating this world and this space, especially um, as it pertains to romantic relationships. I think she's pretty solid on friendships. <laughs> she's dropped a couple friends that weren't serving her or weren't aligning with what her values are. And I think that's cool. But romantically, 
she's going to be clueless like the rest of us are. And so I think I will utilize that. Um, and then again, I'm just going to rehash to um, have your list of things that you want from relationships and also have your hard stops, have your deal breakers and be 100% okay with whatever it is on that list. And revisit that list often too, like you said, Tasha. Revisit that and make sure, you know, because when I was 25, it's not the same thing that I want now at 36. (laughs) Something totally different, so. For sure. Um, On that note, there's a comment that came through. Hey, Deb. She says, hey, ladies, so my problem with lists sometimes aren't really what you need. Um, The list may, may be what you think you need. We evolve as people constantly, especially in relationships, and our needs change. What happens when you add or delete items on said list? Do you kick that person to the curb because your needs list changes? I am absolutely not saying to settle for foolishness, but the list may be a perfection list of which we do not live in, which which this world we do not live in. I'm just saying, and yes. That is absolutely true. Um, In my own experience, (laughs) I made a list in college, right? And it was dumb, okay? It was really dumb. It was. Most, I would say maybe half the list was physical attributes and the other half wasn't, right? Um, Were there some good things on there? Sure. So you wanted like a six pack and like... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I did want a six pack because I ain't never had a six pack. I knew where I lived. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stay in my zone. <laughs> I'm not a 10, so I'm not requesting a 10. But um as I got older, my list, so to speak, became more core values mm-hmm. as opposed to physical attributes. So when I talk about a list, that's the type of list I'm talking about because I think it's a lot harder to move away from core values than it is anything else. So like um, part of my list was chemistry and sexual chemistry to be more specific, right? And that is a core value for <laughs> for me. And that is like a must have for, for me. Also part of my list was someone who has never been um, violent in a domestic kind of situation ever, because that is a hard stop for me. That Mm -hmm. is an absolute deal breaker. I do not care what that looks like and how it presents. Mm -hmm. I am leaving, okay? And so no matter how old I am, that won't ever change for me. Um, There were other things like family values. I wanted someone who valued family. Um, A man who really wanted to be a father who really wanted to be a father, not just to birth children or have offspring walking around looking like him. He wanted to be an active role and participant in raising um, healthy, full human beings in this life. And that is not anything that I would ever change my mind about. So when I speak about a list, that is the type of list that I'm talking about. And I think that you cannot um, consider being with someone if you don't at least have 
these things in mind that you desire. Some kind of skeleton, some, some kind thing. of rough draft of what you want it to look like, yeah, or feel right. like, be like, yeah. Right. You know, you have to know. You have to know what it is you're looking for. You have to know who you are. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I and, think when yeah. you have good relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. when you can take all those characteristics that we talked about, a healthy relationship, when they, when you apply them to the way you relate to yourself, can you trust yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> to make mm-hmm. good choices? Can you trust yourself with your truth? Do you know, do you communicate with yourself? Are you honest with yourself? All these different things. I think it, when, when you are aligned that way, all of a sudden, like you said, some of those insignificant things will fall off of your list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would call a perfection list. Because yeah. a perfection list, at the end of the day, a lot of those things don't make a person, right? They might make a presentation. A they may be the wrapping. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can, we can be more, more sure, more clear when we're clear with ourselves. And I think um, that's what a lot of us fail to do before we dive into relationship, um, especially romantic relationships. We fail to, to know who we are before we get into it. Now, I have thought about um, romantic relationships that started when the couple was very, very young. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Because if you are with someone who's not on the same trajectory as you, like that has to be tough. That has to be tough. Yeah, and then especially when you think about the way that we grow, even, it don't matter when you start dating somebody, even if you start dating them when you're 60, right? We're constantly growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Of course, by then, hopefully who you are, you're kind of settled into that <laughs> hopefully. And, and comfortable in your shoes and stuff. Hopefully you're good. But even still, you know, and, and it so it speaks more truth to power about what you're saying in terms of being really young. Um, you, could, you could start in one place and you guys are kind of together. And then I start to grow. And then you might not grow or you grow a little bit and then you may grow way far. And I feel like I can't even see you. I don't even know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I can't, I think about that sometimes too. And, and that would be true in those, some of those relationships where people have been married for 60 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were mad young when they got married and, and that's know all they know. shit from Shinola, as my grandma would say. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm one of them country sayings. Like, huh? Country sayings. Shinola probably is a place in Louisiana somewhere. It's probably right. a little, little town. I don't know. Right. You know uh, okay, grandma. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but you don't know see, nothing. Yeah, but see, in a relationship you have, you can't be like, what? Like, what does that mean? Because you didn't get punched in the mouth. So, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm thankful that wasn't fully my... <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Mama Rose was a wild, but... Um, I could ask questions. <laughs> okay, so my nurse's note is um, don't believe the hype. Okay. And I mean, in terms of relating to someone, sorry, you guys, because I have a light bulb that just went out. It's and like, so I thought it was your computer. Back in, no. Okay. Anyway, um, don't believe the hype and be okay with um, deciding what works for you. And so that could be in the realm of parenting, in a relationship, um, in a friendship, or whatever. 
And I think now we're in this age of social media and people blast, you know, their relationship highlights and all of that kind of stuff, right? And I think folks who do not have those types of relationships or don't envision themselves having those types of relationships feel inadequate or really be feeling away after scrolling along their timeline. And I don't think that that's fair to yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. So like, and I say this because (laughs) I, again, am like the old head at work now, right? Which feels really weird. But there was a couple young girls (laughs) talking about, talking about a dating situation and all of that. And one girl made the comment like, well, if he's really that interested, then he's going to step up to the plate and make like this grand, you know, um, gesture or whatever. And for me, I thought about that. And I was just like, I'd like to challenge that. You know, I feel like um, they don't always have to be grand gestures. Like if you meet someone who speaks your language, like who gets you? who has your humor, who you could just relax with, talk to, whatever. That's not a grand gesture, but it's a connection. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like many times that is more valuable than the grand gesture. Because it's not just that. You can't just hang your hat on that and be like, well, if he didn't do this, then that's not, that's Mm -hmm. not it. That's Mm -hmm. not really fair. And I think that is, um, a a cheat you're cheating yourself if that is the only definition that you have to gauge and decide whether or not someone is interested in you and you know even like like I said with parenting or friendships or whatever don't believe the hype you know everybody is walking their own path Mm -hmm. you have to figure out what works for you and what are you peaceful with And if that's peaceful for you, then great. But if it's not, be okay deviating from what you've seen everybody else doing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. That's good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was all I had. I don't know if you have anything else. They say that um, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. And so when you're looking at social media, it's easy to find yourself like, why my life ain't like that? Like, you know <laughs> and you don't even realize it yeah you you're just scrolling like oh that is that was a nice wedding mm-hmm. or oh look at that ring that's beautiful oh, oh look how hugged up they are and then on the back end of those comments you feel something mm-hmm. in your body mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah yeah so yeah and, yeah be mindful because you'll know what they had to go through a sacrifice who sold they sold to get the wedding you don't know girl but what happened (laughs) after they shot that picture or before it Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight If you guys have any comments or questions, we can be reached at getsedated705 at gmail.com. And we can be found on all of our socials. Um, if you search Conscious Sedation Podcast on Facebook, we'll come up. I had a little brain fart right yes. there. <laughs> and then on Facebook, and, or I'm sorry, on Twitter and Instagram, Conscious underscore Sedation. Yes, ma'am and sir and yes. people. Wherever you get your podcast, we can be found. Rate, comment, subscribe. Please. You know, yeah. Let us share. Know. Share. Share the video. Thumbs up. Let us know what you're thinking. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what you want to hear about, we have some things on our docket, but we maybe been drawing a blank lately. So tell us, tell us, email us and let us know what you want to hear. Yes, we want to give you what you want. Yes. I got what you want. I got what let's, you let's need. Let's end the meeting now. <laughs> <laughs> night, y'all. Good night, everybody. Peace out. Bye.